0: After the complete destruction of the Utah Jazz, are the Pelicans actually good now? It's a bonus episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all for a bonus episode after the Pelicans just absolutely destroy the Utah Jazz 124.90. Is that one of the best games they've ever played? Is that one of the best games you've ever seen that team, at least since they've been named the Pelicans, play? Because it really might have been. That was just utter destruction of a really good team. The Utah Jazz are no joke. They had won 9 of 10 coming into this one, including 3 straight out of the All-Star break. They're a very good team, solidly at 4th in the Western Conference, and the Pelicans just took it to them. So let's talk about this game. Let's talk a little bit about the defense, too, in a bonus episode today of Locked On Pelicans. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available five days a week, breaking down everything you want to know about this team. That was the biggest win of the season, right? You could argue that uh, Friday night's game against the Utah Jazz was the biggest moment of the season. Anyone else talking about it? We are here every day, five days a week, breaking it all down, even on a Saturday when I'm recording this, because it was so much fun, we want to be there. When you destroy a team, particularly one that, you know, has had some contentious history with New Orleans over the past couple of seasons, some really close games, some controversial moments, feels really good to beat them, especially the team that also used to be in New Orleans and has the Jazz name. So what happened in this one, right? How did New Orleans go out and just completely smoke this team? A couple of things. First and foremost, I did hear that the Utah Jazz went out partying in New Orleans the night before. So the New Orleans nightlife, I think, took a little bit of a toll on the Utah Jazz. But that's not the reason why they lost. Utah doesn't match up particularly great with New Orleans, I think, this season. When New Orleans is going with that Twin Towers lineup of Jackson Hayes and uh, Jonas Valanciunas in the starting lineup, Length really, really bothers them, and when New Orleans is running this super tall starting lineup that is tremendous offensively, right, but does struggle defensively, it gives the Utah Jazz fits, and you really saw it in this one. All of those guys, Jonas and Jackson Hayes and everyone else in the starting lineup were really impactful despite not scoring because the defense was there, and I think (coughs) sorry, that is a really big part of why they were able to win this game. It's bad defensively because Jackson Hayes cannot guard the four. You put him out on the perimeter in some space, he really struggles. He's he plays as more of a center defensively, wants to be more of a rim protector without actually being a true rim protector. Jonas is fine. Like he's he's average, a slightly above average defensively down low. Like he is perfectly acceptable for what you want to be a center. So you have two of those guys and a team that wants to get the ball to Rudy Gobert and then drive and attack the rim a lot of the time, too. So that really helps. And it allows. Herb Jones to play more on the perimeter, I think a little bit too. And he was kind of a star in this one. The scoring was not there, just two points. But he just completely blanketed Donovan Mitchell and took Donovan Mitchell out of this game. Mitchell finished with 14 points on 18 shots. He was 3 of 11 for 3, 5 of 18 from the field, and he finished with two turnovers. Herb Jones even blocked a 3 of his. It was almost a recreation of that Zion Williamson dunk on a Virginia player, where he jumps from the paint to block the three-point shot. Herb Jones wasn't in the paint when he got when he started all of this. wasn't like horribly far from it. Blocks the shot, and it, this team just kept or kept forcing turnovers for the Utah Jazz. I think they finished with twenty on the night. finished That's what it was. They finished with twenty turnovers on the night. New Orleans turned that into thirty-six points off turnovers. New Orleans by itself only had ten. You're going to win most games when you're doing that. The defense was swarming in this one. And partially because, and Herb Jones talked about this to a certain degree, you have those two bigs down low that are kind of both protecting the rim. And maybe if you add them together, they're one good rim protector right there. Teams would be smart to try and pull those guys out a little bit more. But New Orleans is finding ways to kind of keep Jackson Hayes down low. So it allows Herb Jones and Jose Alvarado the opportunity to go out and to really just kind of wreak some havoc on the defense to force turnovers to be active like that. You saw Jose Alvarado picking pockets, doing different things like that. It allowed Herb Jones to go out and do largely the same. Herb Jones had three steals in this one. So did Jose Alvarado. And so this matchup really played into the hands, I think, in terms of defensive stuff for the New Orleans Pelicans. Very cool. That was a lot of fun. But you also just are seeing things come together for other guys, right? Jackson Hayes coming in with one of the most insane dunks we've seen. That would have won the dunk contest, by the way. He came from the corner three spot, that anchor spot, after Jonas misses a three-point attempt. No one figures to block him out because you don't think he can get there and do any of that. But he comes in, grabs the rebound, and just throws it down on the other side in a vicious and violent manner. Oh, it was so awesome. Utah didn't get to 50 points until late in the third quarter in this one. Again, there seemed to be some partying in New Orleans, but the Pelicans were all over them defensively. Everyone had pretty much a good defensive game. Then you have Brandon Ingram not being able to miss. 11 of 16, right? 29 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. Excellent from him. CJ McCollum, his scoring average is going to go down after this game because he only scored 24 points because he didn't play in the fourth quarter and didn't need to play in the fourth quarter he finished with four assists everyone was contributing in this one and this is why you're seeing this team really start to hit their stride they figured out the rotation they figured out the starting lineup they're also playing much faster let's talk about that coming up here next in the bonus episode of locked on pelicans but before we do that The bonus episode of Locked on Pelicans here is brought to you by betonline.net. Football might be over this season, but basketball is full steam ahead for both pro and college troops as we get towards the tournament. And for the latest odds... Totals and player props betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs and bet online remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts and news this season one-stop shop you can get everything there and it's not just basketball betonline.net is your source for hockey boxing ufc right to whatever other sport they're playing they're gonna have the odds over at betonline.net so head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action over betonline.net bet online where the game starts and thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, breaking down the biggest news, the biggest games, the biggest moments, five days a week, and we're free. So tell a friend about the show, subscribe wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, and leave a five-star review with a comment that helps support the show. Keep this going, and it's a fun time to be a Pelicans fan. Four straight wins, all by 25 or more points. Or having a lead of 25 or more. Just absolute just domination by the Pels. Oh, sorry, three games of 25 or more. They only won by 17 against the Phoenix Suns. Just absolute domination by New Orleans. Really just taking care of everything they want to do. And they're playing quicker now. I mentioned the turnovers for the Utah Jazz, right? They had 20 in this one. New Orleans got out and was able to run. And they've been able to get out and run these past four games. That's been a big part of why they're having so much success, I think. 20 points in the fast break in this one. They'd struggled with this a lot all season long. But recently, it's really started to happen. And this is not just points off turnovers turning into fast break opportunities. They're doing this off of misses. They're doing this when they inbound the ball. This team is playing lightning fast and wants to get out and run. And part of it is, of those starters, right, CJ McCollum, um, Brandon Ingram, Herb Jones, Jonas Valanciunas, and Jackson Hayes. Four of those players can handle the ball and bring it up the court. Four of them, off a miss, can get the ball and go. The only one that can't is Valanciunas. You've seen Jackson Hayes get the ball and try and go coast to coast and score. And he had had one of those in the game last night. Ended up being fouled and going to the line. Herb Jones has been bringing the ball up the court a lot and making the first initial pass in half-court offense. So he's capable of getting the ball, going up the court, and starting their offense early. We know CJ and Brandon Ingram can absolutely do that. That's tough to defend. That's really, really tough if you're an opponent to try and defend. So the Pelicans have been just blitzing teams offensively. Offensively, they look tremendous right now. But as we talked about the stuff on the defensive side of the ball, they've been steadily improving in that all year long, too. Since and I wrote down these numbers, I should have said them in the second in the first segment here. They have the 11th best defense since the start of 2022 on January 1. (coughs) They have the third best defense since February 1st. And they have the best defense post all-star break because they've just been that good right now and are playing such strong basketball. This is a team that's becoming good before our eyes. And they don't have Zion Williamson. And they're having so much fun doing this. You had so much fun watching this game. You've had so much fun watching the three games before this. And I'm hopeful, because New Orleans does have a lot of success on the road at Denver, that we're going to have a lot of fun tomorrow. And then on Tuesday, when they're on the road to Memphis. This was a tough three-game stretch. New Orleans getting this one right off the bat in dominant fashion. They could lose the next two, and it's okay, because you have a four-game stretch after this that is very winnable for the Pels. So they're in very good position. They're a half game behind the Lakers when you're probably listening to this on Saturday. It's likely that the Lakers are going to lose because they're in complete free fall, and New Orleans is going to be in that ninth spot by the end of Saturday night, by the end of the weekend, hopefully. It's a good time. That means you get that home play-in tournament game too, and the Pelicans get the Lakers pick if it falls into the top 10. Those odds are looking likelier for both of those things to happen by the day and by the dominant performance from New Orleans, so this team has been very good. I wanted to do a segment in yesterday's show of like, where is there a weakness? Where where are they struggling? There is one defensively that could be a big pitfall, but we're going to talk about that on Monday's show. I got to tease ahead. Come on, um, there's something that does potentially concern me with this defense that could make this go a little bit haywire, and we'll get into what that is on Monday's show as well. But this team has been playing really. Well, right now, the Smoothie King Center was loud. The people who stayed till the very end were giving the team a standing ovation, and deservedly so, because they looked so good. Fun time to be a Pelicans fan. It's going to be a fun close of the season. Let's end on this. This team is having fun. You can see it. I don't think the bench sat down at all in last night's game. There's so much going on, shots being made, defensive plays, big dunks, that they were up cheering and celebrating the whole time. That is one of the biggest ways to tell if a team has good chemistry. I've said this for years on this show. Or if they like a player on their team. There's some guys who will make a big three and their bench isn't really celebrating all that much. These guys are jumping up and down, flopping around, like making fun of hand gestures and everything. And just very animated on the bench. When anything good happens for this team, they all are all bought into what Willie Green is doing to each other. The Zion News of his foot finally starting to heal better, or at least apparently so, so far, is really important because if you can get him around this group, this energy, this the good vibes, really contagious and something that's really fun to be around. So there's some issues with him in the team. But if you walk into just such a fun atmosphere and you're having such a great time, Does that get alleviated a little bit? Does that melt some of the ice that's kind of formed here? Does that heal some of the rifts? I think it could be. That's what we want to see happen to this team. Because you add Zion to this team, 80% of what Zion was last season, this team's top five in the West. This team's not a playing tournament team. They're pushing probably to be a home court advantage in the first round team. That's how good they could be if the defense keeps up. Minus the one thing we're going to talk about on Monday. So there you go was this let me know in the youtube comments below and how excited you are the best win you've seen from this team ever a really long time since what one of the wins in the portland series where they absolutely destroyed the trailblazers fun time to be a pelicans fan thank you all for listening make sure you subscribe to locked on pelicans leave a five-star review with a comment tell a friend about the show as always i'm your host jake madison at nola jake on twitter and i'll be back with you all on monday